Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bowes. Great to be with you on what is currently today a wet, dreary, rainy day at HR Happy Hour HQ South, but we won't let that get us down. Uh, we have a great show today, a great topic, a great guest waiting in the wings, but before we get to our show today, I wanted to remind everyone that hrhappyhour.net is the place where you can find all the HR Happy Hour Network shows. This show the HR Happy Hour on Alexa, the video series we do called the HR Happy Hour Work Break, and of course our network shows Radical Research and HR Market Watch, and you can subscribe to the Happy Hour wherever you get your podcasts. We do have a great topic today on how organizations must adapt to support a more mobile, remote, and autonomous workforce, and the role of the manager in support of all of these shifts. And as we talk about all this, we have a great guest, Shelly Ballou from Paycom. Shelly is Paycom's manager of learning and development and is a manager of learning and development at Paycom where she helps to fill businesses with people striving to reach their potential to experience increased productivity, higher retention rates, and overall employee engagement. Welcome, Shelly, to the HR Happy Hour Show. How are you today? I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you. First time guest on the show, which I love because after yes. 11 years of podcasting, you know, it's good to have a new, a new guest. Uh, we do get lots of new guests, but it's great to have another new one. And we've met a couple times. It's great to talk to you on the show. Yes, I'm really excited to be here. Great. So Shelly, uh, before we get into some of the, the, the details on this topic, I'd like to just set some context. And uh, in the intro, we talked about the autonomous workforce. I love that term. And I, you know, I've, 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 I've heard the mobile workforce, the remote workforce, the autonomous workforce, I don't think I've seen too often. And I think it's really interesting. So I'd love for you to maybe uh, tell us what, what do you think about this? What does that mean to you? And how, how, is that, how is that shaping kind of what you're thinking about to support folks in the, in the workplace? Yeah, well, when I think about autonomy in general, right, it's that I'm taking ownership, I have the freedom to make decisions, but specifically looking at today's workforce through the lens of the HCM industry, it's really how has technology led to that? Mm -hmm. Technology has a big impact on the ability for us just as people to be more autonomous and to take control of how we interact with the world, and we're seeing that show up in the HCM space and in technology at work. And so people really want the same level of autonomy they have as a consumer, as a person, um, as an employee at work. Yes, Shelly, thank you. That's, uh, that makes perfect sense. And I'd agree with all of it. Uh, and so you, when you say employees want that same kind of autonomy at work, right, that they have in their personal lives, they all, the expectations are also kind of changing and have been shifting, right? So how are you seeing with the folks you work with and advise and, and support, how, how, how are you seeing the expectations of the workplace, the mobile technologies that are available in our workplace? How, how are those expectations shifting and why is it important for organizations to understand how these expectations have shifted and how to meet them? It starts with, like I was just saying, what are their employees experiencing as consumers? Every single day, right? We use technology to simplify our lives. I have so many examples of that. Right now, I'm working from home, okay. and I'm not sure I could live without Postmates, right? It just <laughs> simplifies my life. Um, I'm in the middle of my last meeting. I have food delivered, and I can keep going. Um, but my personal favorite, I think about fun examples of when technology isn't simple 
it changes my behavior as a consumer. I don't know about your listeners, but there are so many times that I've gotten to the end of an online shopping experience. And if I can't pay with Apple Pay, like my thumbprint, but I have to get up, get my credit card, I, I just often abandon sure. my cart. Like that's just the reality of our expectation, right? And so when I think about that, and I compare that to experiences that people have at work, there's so much manual process and there are so many things that they don't have control over that create frustration, right? I want to enroll in benefits or I want to take a vacation day. Well, often what, what I have found with some of our, um, the people we've interacted with or clients we've brought to Paycom, their situation is they have to email HR, find their balance, go through this full process. And so it creates uh, this frustration for employees that there's almost this like cognitive dissonance and a negative experience because it's so different at work and at home. And they just don't, don't have the tolerance anymore. Yeah, Shelly, that, those are great points. And uh, I laughed a little bit when you, you, you mentioned benefits enrollment, because as you were talking, <laughs> one of the notes I made before you said it, I, I wrote down benefits enrollment, because that one really sticks out in my mind is one that's just fraught with these kinds of handoffs and manual processes. And, and honestly, paper, I think there's a big, I know it's 2020 and, and enterprise technology has come a long, long way, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think people sometimes fail to recognize just how many organizations out there are still doing so many of these fairly basic employee types of transactions, you know, offline or manually or on paper, you know, it's still out there quite a bit more than I think most people realize. I would agree with that. In, in my time, I've gone through a few different roles, but I used to train incoming new hires and they would say things like that, Steve. Like, no way are people still, you know, emailing and faxing expense reports. And yeah. you're right. Absolutely. That's still taking place. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's not just an HR problem too. It's a, a little bit of an aside, but you know, our, our, we recently did some switches in some of our administrative stuff uh, over here and someone asked me for my fax number to, you know, to send me something that I would, they wanted me to sign and fax them back to them. And, and I was incredulous. Like, how can we not do this like online with a PDF with DocuSign? How come we can't make this happen right now? And exactly. And, yeah. So, um, uh, th so there's still a lot of, a lot of challenges out there and also a lot of demands though. And it's, so one of the things that we've seen over the course of the last seven or eight months, right. As we're going through these crazy, crazy times is more and more employees are remote. Of course, we all realize that, but they're, ha they're having to, remote also drives this idea of they have to function autonomously. And I, I'd love for you to comment a little bit, Shelly, about how do you see or how are you seeing that this idea of the autonomous employee that we're trying to support via technology and, and with other ways, how is, how is that changing or, or impacting or just factoring into, you know, their overall uh, employee experience? I think there are two different things, um, two examples that come to mind, right? And you hit on one, but what technology does is it eliminates all of the friction, all of the arduous processes that, that you were just talking about. It eliminates that so that the employee can connect with the value or the benefit that's being offered to them. And so in my field and in, in the learning field, technology has dramatically changed 
how employees access information just to do their job. Mm-hmm. Again, if historically I, I didn't know how to do something, I'd be waiting for a live training class or trying to find someone who knows the answer. But and so the employee experience there, of course, is one of frustration. But there's also that impact to the business because depending on what they're trying to do, it can impact the efficiency, right, or the accuracy of their work. And so I look at how that has changed the way we leverage technology, specifically our learning technology. All of these things like process documents, job aids, this is all available on demand, which increases the speed that we're able to do business. And from an employee's perspective, I believe that people show up and want to do great work every day. I've seen that play out. Give them the tools to do that um, because they don't show up to be okay at their job. But you also mentioned before, Steve, benefits. And it's such a great example because this is one of the top expenses for employers, right? Sure. But they, they invest in benefits because it impacts their ability to attract and retain top talent. So there's this benefit, I'm going to do it, but the process is such a mess and can be so arduous that unfortunately, employees are quick to miss the value of the offering. And so those are two examples that I've seen pretty significantly in terms of how does technology impact an employee's experience. Those are two um, just from the HCM space. Yeah, Shelly, those are both great examples, uh, right on point, I think, and both resonate with me too. The, The benefits one, I always, I don't know why, maybe sometimes I shoehorn it into too many conversations. And the, and the reason why it was like one of my very first enterprise technology um, significant shifts to uh, you know, what we used to call self-service at the time. And maybe you know, we have different words for it now, but I, I remember vividly at, at, a, at a client I was working at shifting their entire organization for the first time to an online portal for annual benefits enrollment. And you know, was shocked to discover uh, how, how uh, I wasn't shocked, I guess, but it was, uh, it was an enlightening experience to, to say the least. And <laughs> I don't know what the stat is. I'll have to find it. Uh, I know there's a stat that says most, you know, the, the, a very large percentage of employees at annual enrollment time, they just, just, they keep what they had and they don't even, mm-hmm. and, that, and, and, and sometimes that's the right choice, but often it's not. And some companies, like you said, they invest so much money in trying to create these really valuable programs for, for their employees, for retention and for, you know, as a recruiting uh, lever and as just to, just to do the right thing by their employees in that old model or in a model that many, you know, employers maybe still exist in. If an employee ran up against a problem or a challenge or didn't know how to complete a task or, you know, didn't understand a certain technology that they, they needed to, in order to, you know, be successful in their role, they, they felt really stuck and really frustrated. And, and perhaps their performance would suffer too. And I feel like sometimes we, you know, we'd, we'd kind of ding employees for maybe not getting certain things done in a certain way, but not really giving them access to the tools and the resources, right, to help them succeed. I, I'd love to talk about that just a little bit more. How are you seeing like the, what are some of the benefits you're seeing as you sort of help organizations um, get better access to learning content and resources and provide them right when they need them and allow them to access them 24 seven. I'd love for you to comment a little bit about how that can impact organizations in a positive way. Absolutely. Well, you hit on 
the most important one. I say this as a learning professional to my team all the time. If we are not aligned with business outcomes, we're not doing anything right as a learning department, which sounds extreme, right? Sure. But it's true because training should never be for training's sake. It's to support employees' performance, which ultimately leads to the business outcomes that they're held accountable to. Yeah, that is really powerful. That's well said, Shelly. And, you know, and there's a through line back to the earlier conversation we were having about expectations for technology in the workplace, right? Because we all know now, for, first of all, anybody under 25 or maybe even 30, but even not, it's not just that cohort, it's everybody really. Like the second you don't know how to do something in your personal life, no matter what it is, like fix your garage door opener or, you know, uh, you know level, uh, you know, find the stud in the wall to hang a picture, whatever it is. The, the, the second you don't know how to do something, we're all instantly on YouTube learning how to do it, right? Almost no matter what it is. Exactly. And, and if that's that same mindset that we're, what we all have, and certainly anybody under 30 probably has for sure, you get into the workplace and it's like, all of a sudden, I don't know how to do something. I don't know how to fill out this form. I don't know how to complete this process. I don't know how to, you know, operate this piece of machinery that the expectation is somewhere. There's a resource to tell me how to do this and I can find it within like two seconds. Right. And, and I think that's very, very powerful. That's a perfect example. That is an example right there of where it is confusing for an employee, for people who in their personal life, operate like that using YouTube, they can quickly solve problems. And at work, it's such a process yeah. to find the answer oftentimes. So yeah, that's, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Let me do a quick reset. This is the HR Happy Hour Show. My name's Steve Bose. We are talking with Shelly Ballou from Paycom about technology, autonomy, giving people access to data and to resources and to support them in their roles and to help. Shelly, the one thing you said, I say all the time too, by the way, I should have like commented when you said it, you said you really believe people show up to work to just to do great work and really succeed. I totally believe that. Like I say that often myself. And uh, so uh, kudos on that. I just yeah. want to say, cause it's one of the things I say a lot too. And um, it, it doesn't mean we're right, but I believe we're right. But uh, what <laughs> other we're right. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shelly. I said, Oh no, you're, you're right. We are definitely <laughs> right in that. <laughs> All right. The other topic we wanted to hit today, and this is a this is one resonates for me too, because I recently uh, spent some time doing a webinar with uh, my friends from Paycom where I talked about this a lot, which is the role of the manager. And one of the, the theories I had, and I, again, I believe it's right as well, is that enterprise technologies, right, traditionally were oriented around two groups of users primarily. The, the first wave of enterprise technology was all about providing tools for administrators, right, HR professionals, payroll professionals on the supply chain side would be the planners, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the people who are quote unquote in the back office, right? Tools for, to make their jobs easier and help them kind of process stuff. And then there was a shift, right? And we started really, really focusing on the employee, their needs, their the access to their own data, access to tools to help them and support them in their jobs, much like Shelly and I have been talking about for the last little while. And that's great. And that continues. And I'm all for that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a middle ground here. And this was one of the theses I talked about in that webinar was the manager. And I felt I still feel like the manager is kind of underserved, at, you know, in terms of just the types of solutions and support enterprise technologies and most HR technologies pr provide uh, for them. So we want to talk a little bit about the role of managers today. And and how they're 
their role. So Shelly, I'd love for you, we talked about this idea, remote, autonomous, access to data, access to kind of empowering learning content, et cetera, et cetera, for the employees. How does the manager kind of play in all this from your perspective and what's their role in helping to, to drive this culture? Yeah, I, I believe that frontline managers, right, that middle management group that you're talking about, they are the most critical within an organization, especially if we're talking about employee engagement. This is certainly true of the learning profession, right? Um, if I wanna see training translate to actual business outcomes, that requires behavior change. And that will not happen without manager involvement. Managers holding their people accountable, providing coaching and reinforcement. If that's missing, we know that's true in the learning space. It's just mm -hmm. not gonna happen. Um, this is also true generally. I tell my leadership team all the time that what I say or do, that might have a short-term impact on our department, but how they interact with their teams day in and day out is what makes the difference, right? right. Because employees are going to do what their leaders incentivize, like pat them on the back for, and what they're held accountable to. And so from an engagement standpoint, that's a critical group that needs to be supported. And in terms of autonomy, I mean, this isn't a new topic. Technology has certainly accelerated an employee and a manager's ability to be autonomous. Um, but employees have hated this, you know, this concept, this quote unquote micromanagement style right. since the dawn of time, right? <laughs> right. And so what a good leader does is they leverage technology to empower their people to be autonomous, to do their best work. Um, and I would also say in today's environment, it allows them to stay more connected with their team than ever. And that's really important. Yeah, that's a great uh, point, Shelly, because uh, one of the things, you know, I've been doing a lot of, like everyone has, right, I've been doing a lot of reading, looking at some of the early research that's been published around these extended work from home situations. Um, I, I was doing some research for a pres another presentation I'm doing, and it's kind of surprising a little bit to me, uh, the large number of companies who've already publicly committed to quasi-permanent working from home situations that it doesn't even matter what happens with the pandemic. They just have decided they're, they're not going back. And so this connection idea comes up again and again, because one of the downsides of all of this, right, of all this great autonomy, right, is maybe a disconnection. And so what are some of the ways that you, you can see how uh, managers can do a better job of, of staying connected with employees, helping them get, again, get those resources that they need, helping them succeed in their roles and, and uh, and, and maybe the role of technology and all that too. Yeah, I, I can think of examples of how I've been doing that. I mean, you're exactly right. There, there is a benefit and it is interesting watching everybody adapt to this work from home environment, even if it's temporary or like you're saying, that is interesting that people are saying, like, regardless, we're going to make a shift. Yeah. What, what I used, um, we have a technology in our in our employee self-service app called Manager on the Go. Mm -hmm. It allowed me um, to pick up my phone. I recorded videos of myself and oh, I distributed it right to my full department. And that was important because um, one, they got to see my face. And from a connection standpoint, I wanted them to know that I was 
in lockstep with them, I understood the impact that change can have on them, their family, et cetera. And we did that consistently every week. We also had fun with it. I mean, there were real business trainings we put out, but my leadership team and I, we also put out work from home tips through mm -hmm. our app too. And we would just send them out. And so it was for training, but it was also for connection yeah. and communication and technology allowed me to do that. Yeah. Shelly, that's such a great point. Like, and I, I, and the manager on the go product is a great example, right. Of this kind of evolution of, um, that traditional kind of administrative approach to enterprise tech. And, and look, I'm not, not, look, transactions still need to be processed, right? Time clock, uh, right, you know, punch right. cards need to be approved. Uh, uh, request for time off needs to be approved, et cetera. We need to be able to see the schedule, right? But, be, you know, beyond that, we need ways, and especially for managers, just like you, you said, Shelly, their important role in the organization. We need to be able to support these managers and not just be, kind of rubber stampers. I know a fellow, I will not say his name to embarrass him, but he's a manager of a pretty big team of people, but still kind of like a frontline manager type, right? Like I think, um, you know, somewhere in the, in the middle of a hierarchy of some giant, giant corporation. And uh, I was talking to him one time and he said he gets so many uh, of these kind of email approval deals, right? In his inbox uh, uh, for, yeah. for time off and for this or for that. And he said he gets so many and he doesn't, they're not organized. They're not helpful. He can't, and he has to do it in his email. I think he told me he can't do it on a phone or anything like that. And he, he, he basically approves them all and doesn't read them anymore and, and hopes he doesn't <laughs> get in trouble, right? <laughs> for approving something he shouldn't have approved. Yeah. And, it's kind of a silly example, but it's a true one because someone told me this, but it's also kind of reminds me a little bit uh, around managers and their role because they have got kind of two sides to it, right? Because they still have a lot of administrative functions, particularly if the team is, is large, right? There's a lot of that stuff that they have to do, but they also have a job to do, right? Uh, and a big part of that job is fostering those connections with their employees and putting their employees in positions where they can do their best work and succeed and, and drive those business outcomes. Like you said, Shelly, I, I'd love for you to comment a little bit about just how we can kind of help managers do all of those things in the best ways. You mentioned that manager on the go example is great, but maybe on the learning, on the, on the learning perspective, is there any other ways we can help managers kind of help their teams just kind of, uh, you know, achieve better, get the skills that they need and kind of just, contribute to the overall objectives of the organization in a, in a more efficient manner? Yeah, I do think there are so many examples of where technology supports that. And we've talked about a few today, but I do think it just, it goes back to something that you just said that I really love. And it's how do we very intentionally simplify all of that administrative work that they have to do. We get that. Like, yeah. That's important and it has to get done. But how do we shift that? And how do we really have more conversations with them about how critical their role is? Because they just continue to get, I feel like, added tasks. It's like the manager can do that. The manager will roll that out. Sure. And the, so how do we scoot that off to the side and give them more time to do what you're talking about, to do their actual job. And their job is to manage a function or manage a team and to keep that group of people performing 
engaged in all of those things, you need to give them time and space has been my experience. If you want them to invest the time on the important things like coaching, feedback, driving performance. Right. And that's that fine line. And I feel like, I mean, we're starting to get there, but it's, it's in kind of fits and stops. Cause like I said, I, I still see the, the large focus from most enterprise technology companies kind of pushing, you know, better and more functionality out to employees, which is great. And, and also uh, beefing up the administrative side. And again, that focus on the manager, which you guys are doing with manager on the go. And uh, one of the reasons why it's, it's an important kind of thing to talk about because the managers have such an important role in, in so many levers, right, that are important to the organization of, of productivity, of efficiency, of retention, of employee engagement, of, of customer satisfaction, I think I'd even throw into that as well. You mentioned the videos, Shelly, that you've been putting out to your team uh, s- since the shift to uh, m- more remote work. Are there any other examples uh, that you could tell us either from your team or, or, or some of the folks you work with that, that uh, how the tool, the manager on the go tool is, is kind of just helping them just, just be better at, at all these things we've talked about? Yeah, there are multiple examples, but when I think about manager on the go, that's the video is the significant like engagement and training tool. But how do we use that to simplify everything else? Because the fact is that just continues to add up. And as a manager, they're often thinking, I really, I need to somehow this week squeeze in time to review expense reports or whatever it might be. And like you said, um, when I'm balancing an administrative task like that, that can lead to significant cost, if not managed well to the business, if I'm trying to manage and balance that compared to doing my job as a manager, which one do you think they prioritize? Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be like the gentleman you were referencing who just selects all and approves (laughs) (laughs) and that's not what we want either. Right. And so um, all of the other things in manager on the go, whether it is approving a time card or giving them better tools to analyze schedules so they can strategically approve time off, things like that. All of that can be done on manager on the go. And that has been critical for our workforce to allow managers a single place where they're not only completing their employee tasks. Like you said, we kind of forget that guess what? Managers are employees. You know, Um, I didn't make that point, but that's, that's a super point, (laughs) Shelly, that you're absolutely right. They're employees too. Yeah. Yeah. They're employees too. So they've got to do their employee tasks, but it gives them in that same place where they're doing their employee tasks, an easy vehicle to knock everything else out. And so they don't become this bottleneck in the process. I can easily knock it out in an app when it's convenient and I can get back to what drives real uh, change for the business, which is being focused on my people. Yeah, that's well said, Shelly. And I think, you know, kind of the, the, the primacy or the primary reason why we as, as HR folks and HR folks listening to this show uh, just really need to consider that cohort. I try to make that point pretty strong in the webinar I did a couple of weeks ago, but we've talked about it a lot today. I firmly believe it. I firmly believe that we have not spent enough time as an industry uh, really, really trying to build tools to support that role because like as most research suggests that it, it's, it's probably the most critical, you know, uh, sliver or um, p- you know part of the organization tranche that was the word I was thinking of I knew I had a fancy word 
I knew I had a fancy word for a, por- a portion like, of something. Word. Going with tranche. I think it's the first time I've said the word tranche on this podcast, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> You're right, though. What's so interesting, Steve, the more you know, we talk about that is, like you said, the research says this over and over. And if you ask somebody, this is a, even a cliche. So we know a lot of people know this. Do people leave an organization or leave their manager? What's yeah. the answer? They leave their manager. So there is almost this like deep rooted knowledge that we know the manager is critical. And yet you're right. We skip that. And I could talk all day about change management and the role of the manager, but it's just, it's just so true. We've got to focus on them. We've got to support them because that is who the employee follows. We'll hold that for the next podcast that we do together. Shelly, this was so much fun. It was great to talk to you again. Great to see you virtually again. It's been a while. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. And we will share some information to some of the things we talked about today from Paycom, including the Manager on the Go solution, which I think is great. And I've been really impressed with it and have talked about it a lot. But uh, Shelly, thanks so much. Uh, Really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Awesome. All right. So great show. Great stuff. Check out all the great stuff going on at Paycom. Uh, That's it for the show today. Uh, For the HR Happy Hour Show, my name is Steve Bowes. Remember to subscribe to the HR Happy Hour wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, 11 years, going strong. Uh, Going for another decade, I think, maybe. All right, that's it. We will see you next time on the HR Happy Hour Show. Bye for now.